Gospel according to St. Matthew, the second chapter. Glory to you, Lord. The next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip and said to him, follow me. Now, Philip was from Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathanael and said to him, We have found him about whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus, son of Joseph of Nazareth. Nathanael said to him, Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Philip said to him, Come and see. When Jesus saw Nathanael coming toward him, he said of him, Here is truly an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. Nathanael asked, Where did you get to know me? Jesus answered, I saw you under the fig tree before Philip called you. Nathanael replied, Rabbi, you are the Son of God. You are the King of Israel. Jesus answered, Do you believe because I told you that I saw you under the fig tree? You will see greater things than these. And again he said to him, Very truly I tell you, you will see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. The assembly may be seated. Grace and peace to you from God, our Creator, and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. I love a good call story. I love a good call story in the Bible. I love a good call story from a colleague. I love a good call story wherever I can hear one. And I learned really quickly as I was going through the process of achieving or, or, or aspiring towards ordination that call stories are going to be central to it. Every single conversation from the moment I first had an inkling that maybe possibly one day I might want to go to seminary started with, well, tell me your call story. Why are you called? How are you called? What does your call look like? And I mastered. By the end, it was like a two-minute stump speech. It was a roller coaster of emotions. It had people in my hand, right? My call story. And I'm not going to bore you with all the details today. No, nobody has time with that. So I'll, I'll give you the, the quick run through. Um, I was disinterested in the divine. Church closed. And, and then uh, nearly Nebraska. That's my three, like, that's the, the thumbnail sketch of, of how I ended up before you here today. But what I realized in this process is that a call, if nothing else, is about understanding one's relationship with God. I very vividly remember a little bit of frustration with God, that ride home from that tune, from visiting my in-laws. I, at that point, was waiting for my first assignment, waiting to hear from the bishop to whose synod I would serve. We were driving home, and I got a phone call as, we're, as I'm driving, actually, and I didn't answer it. It's, you know, I'm, I'm a good driver, don't worry. Picked up the phone, Katie goes, Omaha. I go, oh yeah, I know what that means. I knew before I answered the phone that it was gonna be Bishop Brian Moss on the other line. I knew it, I already knew it. And as Katie went to answer the phone and put on speaker for me, I could see the tears rolling down her eyes because Nebraska, right? And, and it was at that moment I realized, right? Can anything good come out of Nebraska? Right? That's how we felt. And, I, and I've come to terms with, yeah, there's a lot of really cool people, a lot of cool things in Nebraska. But in that moment, in the pit of my stomach, really Nebraska. Right? Which is kind of fun, because that's sort of where Nathaniel is today. Nathaniel receives his call from Jesus, and the first words out of his mouth are, really, Nazareth? The son of Joseph from Nazareth? That's the best you can do? Like kindred spirits, right? We have those preconceived notions about places we know nothing about because we think we know everything. And, and, and I love his honesty, 
right? I love Nathaniel's brutal honesty with his friend Philip. He's like, all right, fine. Philip's like, ah, come and see. And I love that even though Nathaniel obviously has questions, obviously he's unsure, he goes, fine, I'll come and I will see. And sure, seeing is believing is really important with our faith. But I think being seen is pivotal in understanding our call. I think that's the really important key to understanding anyone's call story, is how is it that have I been seen, seen by others, seen by the community, seen by God to serve in a certain way? That gets me back to my story, right? As a teenager, I was in a congregation that needed assisting ministers, and nobody wanted to do it, and then word got out that I knew how to read, and so I was duly qualified for it. So I wasn't asked, I was told that I would go and serve as assistant minister on a Sunday. And I hated it. Terrified is the word I would use because I hate public speaking, believe it or not. Don't like it, don't know why I picked this career. Also don't like working Sundays, that's a problem I gotta work out myself. But that's neither here nor there, right? So I did it, and I did it, and I did it. Over and over and over I was asked, begrudgingly I would say yes because these these were people who'd known me since I was born, right? They knew my grandparents. We sat behind them in the back pews. Like, okay, fine. So I did it. And as I began to do it, people began to see things in me I didn't see in myself. They saw certain gifts. They saw a certain sort of movement of the spirit happening that I never would have seen otherwise. And that's, of course, when the overtures of the community began, you should be a pastor. Have you considered seminary? I think you'd be great at it. To which I replied, you should mind your own business, right? That is not where I see myself. That is not where I want to go. So I did like any good person would do. I begrudgingly listened to my elders. I went away to school, and then I decided I was going to go to seminary, right? And I decided in the back of my mind it was a test. We'll see. Right? We'll see what happens here. We'll see if this works out. My backup plan was law school. Lawyer or pastor, that's it. Right? Obviously, I was taking the Luther route. I even married a Katie, now that I think about it. Really Lutheran of me. Right? So there I am, and I go to seminary, and that's when I realize, oh, yeah, what people saw in me, maybe there's something there. Right? But then in the back of my mind, there was that seed. Can anything good come out of Christ Lutheran Church? The reason I asked that is because the Easter before I started seminary, later that very same fall, Christ Lutheran Church closed and ended its ministry after 100 and plus years serving the Belmont Central community in Chicago. So it was hard. And as it turns out, the one thing the seminary wants on your paperwork is a home congregation. The one thing I didn't have was a home congregation. So I went into a situation where I didn't have a mentoring pastor, I didn't have a community to support me. I wasn't quite sure what I was supposed to do. Literally, I wasn't sure how to fill out the paperwork anymore. That was a problem. So I continued to ask myself, can anything good come out of Christ Lutheran Church? And as it turns out, I found out, yes. In fact, my good friends Nell and Tom Shellcross, yeah, they were married in that church, as it turns out. So yes, good things can come out of Christ Lutheran Church. And it was in this process that I realized that to be the case for myself. I began to be affirmed. I began to see what other people saw in me. I began to, to understand that that invitation by the community that knew me from the time I was born and baptized was genuine. 
that what they saw in me was real, and it was through the invitation or coercion of that community that I pursued this very call. Just as Nathaniel is pursued by Philip, by his friend, by someone of his own community to pursue a call to serve in Jesus' name. Very much like myself, when he first sees Jesus, all he can see before him is this God, son of Joseph of Nazareth. And with it comes all the preconceived notions of how backwards Nazareth must be, how backwards this Jesus guy possibly is. Until, of course, he talks to Jesus. Jesus says, look, you ain't seen nothing yet. If you think it's impressive that I saw you yesterday by the fig tree, very truly I tell you, you will see heaven open and angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. What Jesus is telling him right here is that I'm not just a messenger from God. I am the means by which you will have an authentic relationship with the divine itself. You, in other words, will be able to experience the fullness of what it means to be called to serve the Lord by standing in that same Lord's very presence. And, and that's interesting. Because for me, growing up, I just assumed that the only people were called were those that were called particularly to serve as pastors, right? You were called, if you were called to the service of word and sacrament, right? That's the only type of calling that could possibly be. I had a very narrow focus for how one could serve God. And only by actually pursuing such a call do I realize how wrong I was. That is absolutely not how it works. Because calls aren't about a congregation calling you. It's not about a, a bishop calling you. It's not about the ELCA or whatever denomination calling you. Our calling is about accepting the opportunity to be in a genuine and authentic relationship with God and the people of God, the community of God. Relationships are weird. Relationships take effort, they take time, they take patience, they take attention. Relationships require authenticity, But that's what our calling is. And I realize that in my own relationship with God, I am as likely to stand up and plead with God as I am to praise God to condemn God as I am to celebrate God. Sometimes my relationship with God, I pine for the mysterious, otherworldly, divine nature of God. I I need that sort of, that otherworldly sort of being to just sort of be present or even not present with me. But just as often, I also need a a God who's very present with me, who can laugh with me or, or cry with me, who understands what true pain and suffering looks like for a human. And that, you see, the beauty of our call. Our call is to be in relationship with God and with one another. To call, to be called. To serve and be served. To find and be found. And our purpose in all of it is that we understand that we have purpose. And the way we do that is by knowing that we are known. And maybe for some of us, we are known because in baptism we are named as a child of God. We know in that moment that God knows us. Sometimes it's in community that we are known. I see that here all the time. We encourage each other. We lift each other up. We help each other. We know each other. Even if we we don't know anything about what happens outside of this place in each other's lives, we know each other here in this place. And yeah, there's going to be seasons of doubt, like I had myself, like Nathaniel has, even like Samuel has, where he's not really sure what's going on. And in those seasons of doubt, maybe we ask ourselves questions like, 
Can anything good come of Villa Park? That's what I asked myself when I was looking at the paperwork. My president at the time knows that, right? Or, or can anything good come at St. Paul? Or even more, can anything good come of me? Every time I ask myself that question, you want to know what the answer is? Absolutely, right? Of course. Why? Because I know that I'm known. How do I know that? Because of each and every one of you. Because of the communities that I've had and experienced throughout my life, not just an ordained ministry, but just as a person. That's how I know I'm called. And I am called just as you are called. Just because you don't get a cool looking stole to wear every Sunday, doesn't mean your call is any less valid. No. We are all called to serve, and that's the work that we share. We share a relationship with the community of God, which is an extension of the relationship each of us individually shares with God. That, my friends, is church. And it is a privilege, it is an honor, and it is a joy to serve alongside of this church. And there is no right and there is no wrong way to be called. As long as when you are called, you always respond the same way. Here I am. Thanks be to God. Amen.